6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Uh, the Korean War started 71 years ago this past Friday on June 25th. Canadian forces were there for the three-year duration and its aftermath. 26,000 Canadians took part and 516 of them died. Now the Department of National Defense and the Canadian Armed Forces looking for your help in trying to track down the families of 16 Canadian Army soldiers who went missing during the war. Dr. Sarah Lockyer is the Casualty Identification Coordinator with the Department of National Defense, and her work is to identify the remains of our fallen and make sure family knows um, that uh, these uh, remains have been found, and then ensure to help with uh, a proper and dignified burial. Dr. Lockyer, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you again, Sarah. So what do we know about these 16 soldiers at this point? Well, at this point, um, we know that they uh, had died during uh, 1951 and between 1953, that they went missing after the war. Uh, So there's a a number of documents within the personnel file that sort of suggest um, sometimes it happens that they just disappeared over an overnight patrol, um, or they might have been injured, but they, nobody could go and help them. And then afterwards, um, when, when everything was concluded with the war, they, they still remained missing. Um, and from the personnel files, we were able to glean a bit more information uh, about their, their places of birth and, and their service records and things like that. So do we know or can we um, guess, and I'm not sure that you do much guessing, Sarah, but uh, where their remains might be? Like, have we found any of their remains at this point? At this point, um, I can't say for sure, uh, to be honest. Uh, No, we do believe that they are somewhere within the demilitarized zone, just based on witness accounts of of what happened and and the fact that that's predominantly uh, where the Canadians were located at the time. Um, But at this time, um, there's nothing to indicate that uh, Canadian remains have been found. Now, there are some remains that have been found without any national identifiers. So could they be Canadian? Yes, but there's nothing to sort of confirm that they are Canadian yet. So this, um, putting the word out about the 16 right now, Sarah, is, is um, really is, you know, hey, number one, bringing attention to it, but number two is then trying to get some information from potential family members to help make uh, identification possible? That's correct. We're approaching it in a bit of a different way yeah. with, um, with the Republic of Korea because there's only 16 that are missing. If you compare it against the First World War, there's 20,000 Canadians that are missing. So it's a bit of a different um, scenario. And because there's only 16 and because uh, the Republic of Korea's Ministry of National Defense Agency for Killed in Action, Recovery and Identification is currently doing some recovery missions within the demilitarized zone, we're kind of trying to see if we can get ahead of that. And by contacting the families, um, and, and seeing if they're willing to help us and provide information to see if any of the remains that are discovered you know, sometime in the near future could potentially be one of the Canadian missing. 
Wow, 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 wow. Um, you know, th this process is always a, a long and arduous one, and I, I suspect that you're expecting that moving forward on this as well. Yes, um, it, it's not something that happens overnight. Now, sometimes in, in some of the cases that we've had uh, from the First World War, for example, the, the turnaround from discovery to confirmed identification happened relatively quickly, within six months. Um, but there are many sets of remains that we're working on from the First World War where uh, it, it's been over 10 years and where we're still working trying to identify so, these remains. Okay, so um, so what is the ask then of the families of these, of these mis missing soldiers? I mean, first off, there is a place they can go and look at the names of these soldiers, and, and they're covering uh, regiments and, and battalions, uh, from what I can tell, right across the country. And, and then what would happen? What, what would be the process here, Sarah? Well, what I hope to, uh, to be able to do is that these family members then go on the Casualty Identification Program's website, where we have a registration form, where family members are encouraged to give information about their family member that went missing during the war, and then give us their contact information. Um, and then I can then take that con contact information and reach out to them and see if, if they're willing to, to help us with any additional information that they might be able to provide and maybe ultimately be willing to provide a donation okay and that would probably be the key right is trying to get that uh, that genetic connection right there so uh, 16 missing the names that we have in in front of us right now tell us about this agreement that's in place between Canada and in Korea right now to, to work on this this um, it was there was one officially signed just I think last week but it, it sounds like you're working well together on this project Yes, yeah, so the, the Memorandum of Understanding uh, was, like you said, was signed uh, last Wednesday. I've actually been working on that document for over two years now. Wow. <laughs> and it's been, it's been a process of, of writing the document and then sending it to the Republic of Korea for their review, their comments, their revisions, back to Canada for the same process and a lot of back and forth. And ultimately, this, this memorandum of understanding just sort of clearly defines the responsibilities of each nation in terms of how we will work together uh, in case any of the remains that are discovered in Korea are in fact Canadian and how do we move forward to make sure that they are properly identified and then ultimately properly buried. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing, and that is that is the goal of all of the work that you do, and uh, just just getting a name to them, having a proper dignified burial, which is so incredibly important, isn't it? Correct, exactly, and I think it's the least that we can do at this point. Uh, they they died overseas for Canada, and it's the least we can do. So if uh, remains are found and if it's uh, confirmed that they are Canadian, would then the remains come to Ottawa and be worked on there? Actually, what would happen is that uh, the remains will remain with the Republic of Korea's Ministry of National Defense Agency for Killed in Action Recovery and Identification. Um, and ultimately, they would be buried in Korea uh, because oh, okay. at the time following the war, those who were killed in action were buried in Korea. So regardless of the fact that the remains would be discovered sometime today, uh, the remains would still be buried in Korea with their comrades. 
All right. Um, you know what, Sarah, you've got, uh, again, uh, important work ahead of you and, and a lot of work ahead of you. And uh, I want to thank you for, for joining us this afternoon to tell us how it's going to unfold, but as well to shed some light on this. And, and hopefully we can we can get the word out and, uh, and, and, and those families um, can help with the process as well. Thank you for joining me once again. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on, Jalen. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. That's Dr. Sarah Lockyer, who is the Casualty Identification Coordinator with the Department of National Defense. So you've heard uh, over the past years, like for example in France, uh, maybe a, a work site and, and they find uh, remains. Um, Sarah and her department, this is what she does. She works to identify uh, those remains and, uh, you know, closes a door for for the family kind of you know full circle and they can have some closure there and that's what they're hoping to do with these 16 missing soldiers so 16 soldiers that went missing in korea again this was a uh, 70 years ago um but um hopefully you know there are still families around that know these names and they cover as i said kind of right across the, the country you can find out more uh at canada.ca uh, Department of National Defense and Military History. But if you were just to look up uh, Korean soldiers' identification as well, you'd be able to find it there too. But the names like Bear, Bulldog, Bradshaw, Burak, Fairman, Gendron, Hastings, Johnson, Kilpatrick, Latisor, Stone, Tool, Trombley, Walker. So hopefully uh, the families of these missing soldiers get some answers here in the coming years.